Praise the Lord, church. Amen. I'm always glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Sister Kelly is fighting some sinus stuff. She, I don't know what she's got. She got something. <laughs> she thought she got over, but it's, it's back. And so with everything that's going around, all these newborn babies and all that, she said, I better not come and get anybody, any little guy sick or big people that way either. But y'all pray for her. So sure do miss her. I appreciate my wife. Um, man. It pays to have a good wife or good husband. Amen. If you got one, you, you understand. If you don't, you understand. Amen. But I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful for this church. Man, I'm thankful for my man of God. I was reflecting uh, just the other day, and man, I'm, I'm fastly approaching living in Missouri more than half of my life. And uh, it's creeping up on me. I got a few more years to go, but, you know, my oldest boy is 16, and uh, we moved here when he was just a baby. And, man, this makes 16 years I've been in Missouri, and that just doesn't, doesn't seem possible. But uh, it seems like it was yesterday. But I reflect back, uh, as the saying is, over yesteryear. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for my man of God and... Uh, you know, Brother Caleb, if it wasn't for these men of God, I, I just don't think I would have made it. And uh, that, that, that shows where you need to have a man of God in your life that you can trust, that you can call or you can talk to. I don't, I don't bother Brother Samson a lot. Um, I listen to what he preaches. I go off of what he preaches and I try to follow it. But if I have a question, Brother DJ, it doesn't inconvenience him. It doesn't put him out for me to call him and ask him or say, hey, what do you think about this? It doesn't, I know preachers that it bothers them. Don't call me. You know, if you can't get it over the pulpit, you don't need it. And I, there's preachers like that, but church, we don't have those. Man, we've got some that love us and love the church. And I'm thankful to be a part of Neosho Apostolic Lighthouse. <clears throat> I told somebody the other day that this is my church. Amen. You know, the problem with some of us is we've got a plan B. But, oh, Brother Aaron, I don't have a plan B. I told, I told a, a gentleman, a couple gentlemen, I said, if this don't work, guess what? It don't work. I don't have another option. I'm not looking to get out. I'm not looking to quit. I'm not looking to go back. I don't want what the world has to offer. Hey, and they got a bunch to offer, and I've tried some of it, but I don't want it. I want to be in the church. I want to make it to heaven. Amen. I'm excited to be here tonight. You know, I guess there is a little bit of, uh, you know, I'm not Brother McCormick. I ain't started my timer yet, okay? So uh, I'm just getting loosened up here. Um, you know, there's times as a preacher, sometimes, you know, they ask you to preach and you just don't, you know, you just don't feel it. And if you're a preacher, you understand that. Or if you're a singer, I guess, if you're a singer, I'm not a singer, Y'all be glad of that, but I'm sure there's times when they ask you to sing, you're like, man, I'm ready to sing, and then there's times where you're like, eh, I don't want to sing. So, you know, today I was running down the road, taking care of business, just life, answering phone calls and trying to do this and that and figure things out. And, uh, 
I knew I had a message, I just didn't feel it. <laughs> but I spent a little time with the Lord, and I looked over, I got home, spent a little time thinking about the Word, and I told my wife, I said, you know what, I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. So, you know, this isn't, uh, isn't going to be something deep probably, but you know what, I, I feel like in, uh, I can, we can help each other. And you know what? The Word of God doesn't have to be deep to help you. It's just got to be the Word of God. I'm not up here with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I've just, I want to help somebody live for God. Amen. I'm thankful for His presence. Can you give the Lord a hand clap? Amen. Hallelujah. So tonight, uh, we're going to get into the Word of the Lord. If you'll stand for the Word. Let's start in uh, 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 3 and 4 is what I want to start with tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you've got to say amen. amen. All right. 2 Kings verse 5, verse 3 and 4. It said, And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. Amen. I want to preach for just a little bit tonight about what have you heard. Amen. What have you heard? If you can set your Bible down and go with me to the Lord in prayer. God, we're thankful for the opportunity to be in your house tonight, God. We're thankful, Lord, to be here today. God, we want you to move in this house. God, it's not something, Lord, that I can say, but Lord, use the words and let your spirit move. God, take the call from the altar. Anoint my lips. God, I want to preach, Lord, and help somebody get closer to you as the suit closes. God, we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do here tonight. Hallelujah. If you believe God's going to do something, give him a hand clap. Come on, he's already done something here tonight, but I believe he can still do something. Oh, hallelujah. The goal is, is if you came in at the east gate, go out the west gate. If you came in at the north, go out the south. I want to leave just a little bit different, just a little bit different than when I came. Come on, one more time, give him a hand clap. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you may be seated. Amen. This story, we all know it. And it's uh, the story of Naaman the leper, a great man. Hallelujah. He was, uh, you know, captain. He was, he was a big, big deal. But, you know, he was a leper. And uh, he had an issue. But there was a little maid that was just a servant of his wife that said, hey, if he would just, I would that he would know about the prophet that's in Israel. That he would just know about the God over in Israel that they serve. And, you know, somebody had to go tell Naaman about the God. Somebody had to go tell him about what some little girl said about a prophet over in Israel. And, you know, there's a thing out there we all are very familiar with, and it's called a rumor. You know, and a rumor is not necessarily intended to be a lie. But a rumor is the easiest way a lie begins. Amen? 
you say, hey, I heard across town that so-and-so might be buying a new house or getting a new car or they might be moving over here. And by the time it gets four or five people down the road, man, they've bought a jet and they're moving to Hawaii, you know. And then the truth comes out when you say, hey, I'm going to the source. Man, what's going on? What are you doing? What's going on? I've heard this. Can I tell you today that the preachers already told us that in 2020 they thought the church was irrelevant. They thought the church wasn't going to make it. They, they put a lot of pressure on the church and there was a lot of people that caved and gave in. But I've come to tell you tonight that just because they say the church ain't rolling on, it ain't the truth. That's just a rumor. I've come to tell you that as 2023 closes out and we go into a new year, hey, the church is rolling on. Hey, what, what have you heard about the church? What have you heard about the church? I'm here to tell you that the church ain't weak. The church ain't gone soft. The church ain't backing up. God's not dead. He's alive. God's still a healer. God's still a miracle worker. God can still do the miraculous. Hey, I know what they say, but I'm here to tell you that I know a God that can still do it in 2024. And I know a God that in your impossible situation, he looks down at it and it's no matter to him. Woo! So I've come tonight to tell you there is hope in Jesus. Amen. I always, I guess I find myself deferring back to Brother Anthony when I preach about the hope that's in Christ. Because when I look across my life, I realize if it wasn't for him, I would have, I didn't have any hope. What I have today and what I've become, I know it's not much, but what it is, it's because of him. I had no hope. I had no earthly status, no earthly possessions, no status in this world. But God took me, a little messed up boy, and turned me around and said, hey, I I can make something of that. I can, I can take him into the fold and say, hey, you know what? I, I, can, I can bring him into the kingdom. I can save him. Woo. We jump over to the New Testament. I don't intend to be very long tonight. I know everybody's worked and it's that time of year where uh, <laughs> lethargy will set up on us. But as Brother McCormick said, I'm going to try to get done just as much in 20, 25 minutes as that I can do in an hour and a half. And I could preach an hour and a half. I'm just not going to do it. Amen. But we jump over to the New Testament and we find in Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, we find a blind man here. Amen. And the scripture says, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, speaking of Jesus Christ, and a great number of people, a great number of people, there was blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Hey, I'm telling you, somebody in town may have told you about Jesus. And I, we've all got a story here tonight. But hey, when, when all of a sudden Jesus began to walk by, something in his ears perked up and said, hey, I've heard something about him. I've heard something about that man, and I'm in a mess today. 
Oh, hallelujah. And you may have been sitting on a church pew your whole life and you've heard the stories about Jesus and you've heard him heal the blinded eyes and you heard him uh, heal the beggar and, 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 and do all these miraculous things, but you sit in a church tonight and all you've done is heard about it. But I've come to tell you tonight that there was a great multitude of people around Jesus, but there was one man that cried out and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Hey, I'm telling you tonight in the house, you've heard of God. You've heard of Jesus. You know of his power. You've seen his miracles. You've seen his signs and wonders. But if you're not careful, we get caught up in the multitude, Brother Ryan, and I, I get distracted, and I'm just watching what Jesus is doing when the whole time I should be saying, Jesus! Have mercy on me. So I've come to tell you tonight, you've heard about his healing. You've heard about him filling people with the Holy Ghost. But hey, there comes a time when you gotta say, hey God, it's me. Hey God, it's me. Hey, I'm here to tell you, you've heard about it, but I'm telling you the side of the story about the man that got his miracle. Hey, we had prayer tonight, but there's still miracles that are needed in the house. There's still miracles in the house that need to be done. Come on, we've seen it. We've seen uh, Brother Cameron and Sister Leslie. They got a story. God's gave them a miracle. But I tell you what, God's not stopping there. But you know what happened? Brother Cameron began to come up and say, hey, pray for me. Pray for me and my wife. Pray for our situation. If you wasn't careful, you can get caught in the background. And I'm not rebuking anybody. That's not my spot. And I'm just as guilty as Brother DJ. Man, with you with this old leg deal, you know, I'd sit up there. Hey, I didn't, I don't know. You know, God didn't maybe miraculously heal me. But it could have been a lot worse. And there's things that, you know, I had to go through with it. And it could have ended up a lot worse. You know, the, the, there was an infection in there. Okay? He said, man, that could have got into your tendon and we could have had to take your whole leg. This could have been a bad deal. But you know what? Just because God didn't do the miraculous the way I wanted it, how do I know that every time I lay that guitar down and come up here and say, hey, pray for me one more time. Just pray for me one more. That God wasn't just pushing that back just a little bit. Saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep you. I'm gonna, hey, you may not understand everything you're going through. Hey, but I'm here to tell you. There's another voice crying here tonight that you can get your miracle. You can get your blessing. You can get your touch. Hey, you don't have to go through 2024 the same way you went through 2023. It can be different. It can be different. Hallelujah. We read in Luke chapter 17. And it came to pass, verse 11, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem. We're speaking of Jesus here tonight. What have you heard? And I'm going to add a little bit to that. What have you heard about Jesus? What have you heard about Jesus? And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, I understand the law. They couldn't come close. Okay? They were unfit. They, they couldn't come to Jesus. They were unclean. 
Hey, I've stood on the outsides, Brother DJ, and I've been unclean. I've stood on the back. I've stood in the, further back in the church and didn't come up to the front because I knew the way I was living wasn't right. And I was unclean, but I'd heard about Jesus. And even though I was standing afar off, there was something in my heart that began to cry out to him. I knew I was full of sin. I knew I wasn't doing the right things. I talked to our boys, our girls in our, our class. You know, there's things I did when I was young I'm not proud of. But Brother DJ, I can go back to those times at the church when I came in and I knew I was wrong and I knew I was unclean. But there was somebody there that I was familiar with that I'd heard about, that I'd experienced when I was young. And that was Jesus Christ. And even though I was unclean and I had to stand back because there was something in me, I still didn't keep me from crying out and saying, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus have mercy on me so hey what have you heard about Jesus there's a world out there that'll tell you you're not fit for the kingdom there's a world out there that'll say hey you've done too much wrong you've went too far you're, you're not good enough you don't have enough class for Jesus oh I'm not making this up this is real this is real they're going to tell you them voices that you young girls, you're not good enough for God. Why don't you come be with us? He's got them, them voices. What have you heard about Jesus? What have you heard about Jesus? There's a voice in this old world that's speaking to young people, to young men, saying, hey, you don't really belong in the church. You, that's really not real. What have you heard about Jesus? And if you're not careful, you'll give an ear to that because it looks like everybody else is doing it. Hey, there was a multitude all around Jesus. And when it came down to it, Brother Parker, a whole bunch of them denied him. A whole bunch of them gave up on him. Hey, this world's given up on Jesus, but I'm here to tell you tonight, I'm not giving up on Jesus. I've come to tell you the other side of the story. Hey, you may have heard what they've said. You may have heard what the world says, what the secular world says. But I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you about the real Jesus. The real Jesus that says, hey, I know you're a leper. And I know by the law you're not fit. But I'm still going to give you a miracle. Hey, I understand by the law you're unclean and you don't belong with me. But I'm going to split the law. I didn't come to condemn it. He said I came to fulfill it. And by that he grafted us in. Us Gentiles, he brought us into the kingdom. He looked beyond your fault and said, hey, that might be a leper. That may be somebody that's ate up with sin. But hey, if I can just get a hold of them, if I can just touch them, I can change them and make them one of me. What have you heard about Jesus? I'm here tonight to tell you he's a God of mercy. He's a God of love if you'll cry out to him. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of palsy, grievous, grievously tormented. We know the story goes on. 
And he said, I'll go to your house. But he said, no, don't come to my house. I'm not worthy for you to come to me. I've got servants. And I say, go and go. And I say, come. And they come. He said, I, and he said, your faith has made them whole. <clears throat> but somewhere, somewhere this man, this centurion heard about Jesus. And he was willing to come find him. He was willing to say, hey, if everything that these people, these Christians are saying about Christ is true, I've got to go find Him. I've got to go see if He'll do something for me. And you might be here tonight and say, hey, I've heard all of what them Christian folks are saying. I'm not real sure. Is it true? I'm here to tell you it's true. God can take a life that's wretched with no hope. He can turn it around. He can make it new again. I could go down here and we could pass this mic around and we wouldn't leave here till after midnight of all the testimony of where God pulled some of us from and a whole bunch of us from. Hey, but that, that man, he said, hey, I heard about Jesus and I'm willing to go see. Hey, I know it's uncomfortable, but you're going to have to take a little faith. I, I'm, I'm asking you tonight, take that little step and see about Jesus. See if he won't do the miracle. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 2, it says, And behold, they brought to him a man sick of palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of, palsy, sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether is it easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk? But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then he saith to the sick of palsy, Arise, take up thy bed and go on to thine house. You know, you might come tonight. You've heard about Jesus. You've heard about His healing power. You've heard about everything He can do. And you might come to the house of God saying, I need a miracle in my body. That, 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 that person has told me that if I'll come and ask God... To heal me that he'll do it. And you know what? They loaded this man up and they brought him to Jesus because he needed a miracle. But when he got there, he got way more than what he thought he was going to get. And you may have heard, hey, God can do a miracle in your body. And yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. He can. And he will. But I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus Christ can do so much more than that. Hey, you may just want a healing, but God's going to go ahead and extend a miracle. He's going to go ahead and extend salvation to you. Hey, you may need a healing in your body. You may need finances, but God's going to say, hey, I can do all that, but greater than that, let me forgive your sins. Let me give you hope beyond this world. Hey, there's something when this old body goes away that, hey, I'm going to give you something that will last for eternity. That's salvation. What have you heard about Jesus? Hallelujah. 
In Luke chapter 7, verse 22, a commandment he said, and Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way and tell John the things which ye have seen and heard, how the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and to the poor the gospel is preached. I'm guilty. I need to tell somebody about Jesus. Hey, he did all these miracles, and at the end, the last thing he said, yes, I, I opened the blinded eyes, and yes, I cleansed the leper, and yes, I raised the dead. But don't forget that to the poor... The gospel is preached. Don't forget that just because I can heal their body. Can I put it in 2023? Just because I can heal your diabetes and I can fix your heart problems and I can give you money and finance. Hey, that's all great, but God said, hey, I went ahead and preached the message to the poor. Not, not, not monetarily poor, but spiritually poor he said I can heal but hey don't forget to tell them about me don't forget to tell them how I can save their soul and I'm here tonight to tell you about a God hey have, what have you heard about Jesus I'm telling you I'm you can leave tonight and know that hey I've heard that God can heal I've heard that God can move in a miraculous way. But more important than all that, I heard about a God that can give me hope beyond this world. That when the world's falling apart and the economy's bad, that I've got a God that will keep me through it. Come on. I'm here to tonight to tell you young people that God is still real. That God still is on the throne. That He still has power. Hallelujah. As they come tonight, I told you I'm not going to keep you long as they come to the music. <clears throat> the world says Jesus Christ is just a judge. He's just a mean old God. Why would God allow you to do that? Why would allow you to go through that? That's what the world tells you. They don't tell you that, hey, you made, some of, you made them decisions. And unfortunately, we've got to live by some of the decisions we make. Most of the decisions we make. But God's leaving it up to you. We've all heard the stories and have seen the outcomes that the same judge that can give life sentence and the same judge that can take this away from you and that away from you at the same time. Sister Rhonda, the same judge can show mercy. The same judge can understand and look at a young man or woman and say, hey, I understand you were in a bad situation and maybe you should get this penalty, but I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to give you another opportunity. And in 2023 and 2024, there's a God tonight that is willing to give you another chance. Brother Tim Jones, he's gave me more than one chance. He's given me a bunch. And I'd love to say that when I moved to Missouri 16 years ago, that I've been perfect. <laughs> Brother Samuel, but that ain't the case. And I fell down to the judge, and the judge should have gave me 
a sentence. He should have condemned me. He should have wrote me off. But he didn't. He gave me mercy. There's a God of mercy in the house tonight. I don't know what you've heard about Jesus, but I'm telling you what Jesus really is. He's a God of love. I've read this before and I'm going to read it again. Jesus, He is the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. He's the keeper of all creation and He is the creator of all creation. He is the designer of the universe and the keeper of all time. He always was, He always is, and He will always be. He is unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised, yet He brought our healing. He was pierced, and yet He eases our pain. He was persecuted to bring you freedom. He was dead, but He rose again to bring life to us. Satan tried to kill Him, but He is risen and brings us power in the Holy Ghost. He reigns and brings peace that passes all your understanding. I'm here to tell you who Jesus is tonight. Hey, the world, they can't understand Him. The armies through times, they've tried to defeat Him and they can't defeat Him. The schools, they can't explain God away. The leaders of our world can't ignore Him. We go back. Herod tried to kill Him. He couldn't kill Him. The Pharisees tried to confuse God. He couldn't, they couldn't confuse Him. Move up a little bit. Hitler tried to wipe God out. He couldn't do it. The new age can't replace Him. The scholars in your college can't explain Him away. The new artificial intelligence can't figure God out. Today He is light. He is love. He is Lord. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness. He is the one God. He is holy, righteous. He's mighty and powerful and pure. His ways are right. His Word is eternal. He's, my rede He's your Redeemer tonight. He's your Savior. He's the guide in the storm when you don't know where to go. He's the one that will lead you. He's my peace when I don't understand what I'm facing and why I'm going through it. When I don't know what to do, He's the peace. In the midnight hour when all is going wrong, He's my joy. He's my comforter. He's the one... Brother Tony, that wraps me in his arms and comforts me. Above all else, Jesus Christ today, He's your salvation. He's your salvation. So tonight in the house, as we all stand, what have you heard about Jesus? I'm here to tell you tonight, the lies of the world are just that. They're lies. I've told you about a God that can change your life. So, if you've heard what the world has to say, hear this preacher tonight that if you need anything from Christ, He's right here. He's right here tonight. If you need peace, young people, if you're tormented, 
If you can't sleep at night, if you don't know what tomorrow's going to hold, if you've got trouble in your life, saints, Jesus is here. Jesus is the one. So I don't know what the world's told you about, but there's a preacher that's standing here tonight that says, hey, everything I've told you, Brother McKeon, about my God, I know to be true. I know it's true. I've been through it. I've faced it. I'm here to tell you the other side of the story. That God can move for you. That God can heal your body. He can touch your mind. He can save your soul. So tonight, I know we've done it already, but if you're still sick, if there's somebody that was holding back, come on up. I'm opening the altars for the man of God to preach. To pray for you. The man of God to pray for you tonight. But I'm also opening it. The Bible also says, Come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and burdened. Hey, this world has got us burdened down. And he's crying out to you tonight. Come on to me. Would you come tonight? Hey, you don't have to leave the same way you came. You can enter a new year with a new resolution, with a new understanding of who God is. There's a blessing in the house waiting for you. Oh, 